just three black kings giving our thoughts to society from politics sports music and whatever subject fits the need we ain't trying to make a grand we ain't trying to make a band we just want to know who's man i'm so Welcome to the Who's Man's Podcast. What up, do everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Who's Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Adon, aka Mr. Taylor May. In the building with me, I got my man's Conrad. What's up, my beautiful people? It's another day in Who's Man's world, and we gotta find out who's visiting. Who's with us tonight? Hey, this is the miseducation of Lenard. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you for having me this week. <laughs> You'll hear me oh. about that later. <laughs> Man, you might just gave us a title right there, right off the bat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, I'm ready for this. Uh, okay, so before we get too crazy, man, let's go ahead and just chill for a little bit. Let's just talk about how we've been doing. So, I mean, I've been doing pretty good myself this weekend. Had a chance to go down in Houston Ooh. with our boy, the uh, B-Shock. So we both went down there, visit our man, Donald, who just joined us on the podcast. So if y'all missed that episode, hit pause real quick and go listen to that, because that was a pretty good recap of Black Panther. So hey, check Darnold. that out. Yeah, <laughs> check that out and come on back. But anyways, man, yeah. So we went down there. We got the chance to welcome to the city, see how he's been living. And I gotta say, he's doing pretty good down there. He got him some friends. He knows some dope spots. It was pretty. Donald fun, got man. friends. Yeah, I know, right? I he was actually surprised. Do. <laughs> like, some cool. When you said, when I asked you about that Wakanda cake, and you said Donald's friends got it, I was gonna be like. Oh, I didn't know he had friends. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. You should have seen the, my, how big my eyes got. Like, wait, you know people here? <laughs> <laughs> people accept you? <laughs> nah, this is bad. And they invite you out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was dope, though. Like, just being, I was telling my girl when we got back, um, it was just, you kind of forget sometimes how needed it is to just lay back and be lazy and be just dudes talking about nothing. We probably talked about nothing the entire weekend. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have that one productive conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we played way too much Would You Rather. <laughs> uh, but it was needed, man. It felt like a, a, a refresher. So uh, shout out to Houston, though. Like, man. I, li- I really like that uh, city. It's dope. It's like yeah. the weather's great. Well, at that time, I know it gets hotter, um, but the weather was great because <laughs> everybody kept saying it, saying to us like, "No, but wait though, in two months you ain't gonna say that." And I'm like, "Well, it ain't two months." It's uh, right. <laughs> 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 but the weather was good. The food was good. The good times were good. You know, you gotta be careful what you say out here these streets. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. What you do, Uh, man, this weekend's been uh, kind of like a prep weekend for my trip, so uh, I've been trying to get all my stuff together and itinerary ready. Uh, So it was a a chill. Uh, Well, let me rephrase that. Saturday, uh, Uh our homeboy, (laughs) our our homeboy Jared came back 
to Richmond for one last time before he's officially uh, out of here. So, of course, uh, we, uh, as he liked to call it, fucked around with the fuck around. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so I was like, yo, he had got uh, we had got some bourbon from Kentucky for me. And then he, uh, I told him, well, I'm going to say this, this last bottle for the last night you uh, uh, in Richmond. And, we, and then, uh, so we got that, and it was a whole, I was like, all right, you got to do all your papers and shit. So we, I meet up with him. We go to a brewery, meet up with our friends and everything, and uh, the breweries around that area closed at 10. So I went to a, to a bar and started drinking wild turkey, bourbon mm. there. And then we stayed until it was closed. And then we, this is like 2 o'clock, and then we go back to his spot. And he's then he's like, all right, let's crack the bottle. <laughs> so 2 a.m. turns into 4 a.m. and we're all just sitting on the couch watching YouTube dad jokes by the by all the comedians, um, the on YouTube and stuff. So I was hurt on Sunday. I was very hurt. Because then, then I had to go to work. Damn, how early did you have to get up? Uh. Well, I'm supposed to be up at seven. If that doesn't say anything, <laughs> supposed to. We'll, li- we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah, man. So that was my weekend. So even right now, my uh, whole room's a mess. Just trying to get things together, packed, and take hey. uh, B Shock's advice as uh, far as relaxation that he's been he's been talking about that y'all had. Uh, we, we had our party in two. Our livers are definitely beefing with us because, mm-hmm. man. Because we, <laughs> we FaceTimed out. <laughs> yeah, we was probably on one. So. <laughs> you know, like when two equally lit squads start talking to each other at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trying to outmodify each other. Like. <laughs> Darnold Dar- trying to send go. me messages. Trying to send me messages. Of, you know, he had he's still in Wakanda mode. And all that, right. making us a hey, stay, away from, the co- stay away from the colonizers. Don't want to never leave Wakanda, man. <laughs> that was so funny. But look, I we am. were basically battling, you know, just to see. <laughs> we get together, and it's weird because don't nobody ever want to say they're tired or that they want to nap or whatever. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you can tell, like, people, like, faded a little bit. Like, don't mind the fact it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon and y'all probably being productive. That ain't none of our business, so stay out of ours, okay? <laughs> like, I remember at brunch on Saturday, I was like, I want to take a nap so bad. But I don't know who to say it to or how to say it. Because <laughs> I'd be damned if they, if they talk about me. Um, T-Shock was looking at Ron to look at him like, hey, man, you- He's like, man, I can go for a nap. But exactly <laughs> Rob wasn't looking at him at all. Exactly Rob was not paying attention to him. Exactly. <laughs> and when I tell you that nap was sent from God, I was like, this is what it's all about right here. Like, Life changing ass nap. It was. It was. <laughs> we made it out that night. It was a good night, too. Where'd you guys go? We went to, like, this karaoke spot where you can, like, have your own private room. Um, mm. For the sake of, you know, our new listeners who we 
we talked about the podcast with over the weekend. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying we had a great time. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we went there, and honestly, we went to Pluckers that night. That was like our big... No, <laughs> oh, we, we went to Twin Peaks. That's where we went. Oh, Tim, Twin Peaks. I'm sorry. I was still thinking about Pluckers from here uh, because that chicken is bomb. But, yeah, Twin Peaks was uh, great, too. Okay, I want to put this out there, all right? <laughs> Rod, <laughs> I wasn't going to do this, but it was a funny point over the weekend. So we get to Twin Peaks. We've been <laughs> at uh, karaoke and this BYOB, which uh, basically meant, like, bring your own bottle and drink it all. <laughs> like everybody tried to just outdo each other like nobody nobody wanted to take nothing back home so we did that we get the twin beats we feeling good our waitress <laughs> our waitress was on one she probably was no no taller than five foot two weighed no more than probably 95 pounds but when I tell you this girl <laughs> Was ready to fight. <laughs> Rock can tell the story so much better, but <laughs> Rock, you can. You guys... All right, look, you gotta do the voice though. I'll tell. I'll tell you what happened though. So look, <clears throat> Donna starts talking to her, just starts making a random conversation. You know, just being nice and friendly. She's like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna sit down with y'all." So I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, I thought we were gonna get some food, but I guess we can have a conversation first. <laughs> so she starts telling us about how she's beefing with one of her coworkers. And she just goes straight up, like, should I whoop her ass? Like, should we fight? <laughs> we <can't... laughs> we, all of us are looking at each other like, uh, no, especially now while we here. What you do after we leave? Nah, this is how no. she said it. She was like, so I gotta ask y'all something. <laughs> I got this girl, this girl, and I wanna know, should I beat her ass? <laughs> we at the table, like, a receipt? It would be nice right now. Because <laughs> we're all trying to leave. <laughs> but no, for real, y'all. Should I beat her ass? This is a five foot two, probably. That's that's being generous. Asian woman. <laughs> with, who I gave the nickname. I'm like, well, I ain't going to say that. Because that might be real. <laughs> all she wanted to know is should she beat old girl's ass? We don't know what happened. I hope she didn't, but hey, we'll find out. I'm sure if you're looking at the news and you see, you see y'all, y'all sitting at the table, right, <laughs> with our mouth over our hand, like, oh my gosh, she beat her ass. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, yo! But speaking of clueless women, y'all hear about Stacey Dash running for uh, Congress? That's, oh, that's, it was coming. Who's I really, she? I really, I really thought that was clickbait. I just kept scrolling. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, good one. That was a good one. Almost got me. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't even blame you, man, because I didn't want to even believe it when I saw it, and I was mad that it came from CNN. So I'm like, man, I guess I gotta technically really believe this. I guess, I guess, I like, guess. Like, <laughs> like, I don't even know. We canceled you back, you know, when we didn't care about Clueless no more. And you started being crazy, and now you think somebody want you as their co- congressman or congresswoman? <laughs> I just like, don't. No. I just can you imagine her just in an office? 
No, I can't. No. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Point, so. point, prove it. And of all places, point. California, like the the most, well, I'm guessing, not guessing, but one of the most progressive places in the country, you think they want you? <laughs> Your old oh, bones? Ma- hey, hey, chill, office. man. New Car- what is it? New California might be a state, so maybe oh, she's over yeah. there. Maybe, oh, maybe she started that. <laughs> her, her whole her whole plan to get on, to get out to own the whole state. No, the worst part is though the district she's trying to get includes Compton. Like I just can't imagine Kendrick being okay with that, and that that, that makes it not okay with me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you talking about a pissed off community? You let uh, Kendrick, uh, since he's writing all these songs for people, you let Kendrick come out with a uh, campaign song for Stacey Dash. Man, like, he okay. got to be instantly canceled. Instantly. Now you've gone too far. Instantly. Okay. <laughs> Give us all those Grammys back. We, uh, right. no, no, we supported you. We <laughs> we'll give him to Jay-Z. We'll give him to Jay-Z. <laughs> Thank you. I, <laughs> we'll, I appreciate that. We'll let you present him to Blue so she can uh, throw him at her daddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I man, go to bed, Stacy. Don't nobody want this, or you? Like nobody. She's so bored. She's so bored. <laughs> That's really all it is. Hey, speaking of women doing too much with too little, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't even know how to like <laughs> bring this in, <laughs> like the right way to say it. But there is this dude uh, named Safari. Uh, he's <laughs> most well known for being uh, Nicki Minaj's uh, sidekick. Uh, even yeah, we know he wrote a lot of stuff for her and all that stuff. But you know, this weekend, a lot of women uh, and a lot of unfortunate, unfortunate Twitter Twitter people. Uh, who were just minding their business, probably wanted to know what was happening in the news, <laughs> were accosted by <laughs> like by this uh, this thing. I'll just call it. <laughs> None of us asked for it. Uh, I know I didn't. Uh, I should say most of us didn't ask for it. But you know what we really didn't ask for? Because we're not about to talk about Safari and, and that thing. We're going to talk about all these women out here who just been doing the most over this. The most. Like, the most. You ain't never seen a... A thing. A thing before. There's too many free videos out there. There's a whole freaking industry out there dedicated to it. I'm, t- I'm telling you, <laughs> some days will bless your life, you know? <laughs> Man, but I've been in some, uh, like, group group chats where, obviously, I don't play an important enough role. Uh, <laughs> and even just on Twitter, just trying to mind my business. Every social media site I go to, you just can't run from it. Like, it literally, <laughs> it's like I'm being... <laughs> Like, am I being chased by this thing? <laughs> You're cursed for life. God. For life. Man, what, were you guys uh, fortunate enough to miss this phenomenon, if you will? No, I, I wish, man. I, <laughs> no, that's not, that's not <laughs> something, yeah. 
it's been invading my timeline too. And it, it popped up with me. <laughs> but thankfully, they they were polite enough to not bring it fully in when we asked them not to. That's my thing. Like, we respect I was, uh, your groupies out there. <laughs> okay. Like, that's all we ask. <laughs> Especially if you want to talk nudes, because nudes leak every day. Every day, B. Okay? <laughs> so if you want to go there, we can, but we ain't. <laughs> what about you, Conrad? Uh, you, you, you all right look, out there? Man. Look, I caught the the end of it, so I didn't find out really until this morning. Wait, the end of what? Still... Oh no! <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the end of the whole hype. <laughs> because all I kept getting on my timeline was like. People is like all the memes joking like, oh, his music is actually pretty good now. And like all the funny. <laughs> so I was like, what the hell is this dude's music? I've never like even really paid attention to it. So I clicked it and I was like, ah, oh, shit. Damn it. I made uh, a mistake here. Delete, 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 delete. Abort. Abort. I was, yeah. I was uh, on Twitter. Uh, I think I was. Uh, look. We drove back from Houston. We hit everybody's traffic on the way back, okay? Thank God for Ron, <laughs> and thank God for Waves, because, I don't know, we still be driving right now recording. Because uh, <laughs> <Right? laughs> we wasn't about to miss this episode. But I get home, and, you know, I wonder, I wonder what's been happening today. And I see Safari, and I'm like, well, y'all spelled it wrong. <laughs> but it's, it's something, yeah, happened. <laughs> something happened to the lions? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> and then here, here it happens. And I'm, I'm like, nah, nah. I don't deserve this. They don't deserve this. <laughs> like, what's, what's happening here, man? Like, what? At what Let's point, look. though, is it too much? Like, is it okay? You gotta be real careful with your words when you. Uh, <laughs> talking about this stuff <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but at what point do you kind of like have to like put some uh rules out there for your women friends and your girlfriends out here who i'm just gonna call them nosy Man, I, hope <laughs> I hope my girlfriend can hear me when i say a thing pray for me <laughs> uh i don't i don't know but Hey, just stay woke. That's all it really is, man. So woke. It's so easy. Someone can easily hack your shit, so you better be ready. For real? You better be ready. (laughs) And look, I just feel like when it comes to that, like the same way that we don't put women on display in front of y'all to objectify, just keep that same energy and don't do it in front of us. Like, go into your own group chat and do it and just let us be blissfully unaware. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even let us know. Just have your fun. <laughs> oh man. Oh, but hey, do y'all listen to um, the Breakfast Club this week? Damn, this past week, you, yeah. How could you miss it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it looks like Charlemagne uh, got got schooled a little bit by Monique. Uh, so those of y'all that you know missed it, but the dude was. Dude, I uh, used her as donkey of the day, and from a previous episode, and so she came onto the show, 
and they got into this talk about how she truly felt about her being donkey of the day and she really expressed herself so she was talking about well first the whole issue was when the whole when she was doing her little attitude the monique look the monique stare and she was like called <laughs> charlamagne what is it what's his name leonard Lenard. 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 That's how she said it. (laughs) Lenard. But she was basically just calling him out, saying, like, basically, and I quote, she's like, is your mother still alive? And, of course, she waited for him to answer. He was like a little boy in those moments. Like, he just got called out by his grandma or something. Right. And he's like, he was like, yes, ma'am. He's like, is your mom alive? Where, Where are you from? And then basically he said, "Is uh, if and if I was to call your mother or your grandmother, would they tell my tell their stories of inequality as women?" And then he, she's like, "So would you?" And he answered, of course, "Yes, ma'am." And he said, "So she was like, so would you? Would your mother be a donkey? Would your grandma be a donkey?" <laughs> and he was stunned. He was shook. He was like, "Well, whoa," <laughs> but. It, it it was on my feed. I didn't get like I was like seeing people all of a sudden now were like same people who are hating on her are like oh, auntie he's back blah 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 and I'm just like come on y'all, stay stay your lane stay stay true to what you said in the first place. But she did go in on him. She really did. She made him she humiliated him a little bit on his own show. I feel like yeah I can't be mad at him for doing that because he do enough of it himself. True. Yeah, very true. My thing she is. I'm just ready for Monique to like cut this <clears throat> short. Like we're we're we get it, we got it. Like you deserve more. You should be, uh, I guess, if you will, praised more. But at this point, it's becoming like like redundant and just played out. Pushy, because, huh? I don't know if it sounds correct, but pushy. This feels like she's forcing it. Yeah. And it's like, we're not... You're not getting... I mean, yes, we we also... Well, some of us support you. um, But this tour, if you will, that you're on... Like, I saw her on The View the other day talking to... And I want to make a correction from our other podcast a few weeks ago. I would say the most decorated comedian of all time which I'm kicking myself that I even like questioned this is one of my top five favorite comedians which is Whoopi Goldberg okay she's the great she's the most decorated comedian of all time that's what you should check the records on um I misstated that last the other week when we talked about this but she got into it with Whoopi because Whoopi was like look I told you what was gonna happen all those years ago when you were talking about Precious and all this. Um, and Monique keeps saying the same thing, which I give her credit for. Look, you you, you telling the truth, we get it. You, you telling your side of the story. But the fact remains that we're here now. Like, we're not still talking about Precious. Precious ain't talking about Precious. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> we all moved on. And we just want you to kind of move on, too. And somebody said this on Twitter the other day. They're like, this is the perfect time for Monique to say or announce her nationwide, worldwide tour 
and put the dates out there. Because at least then you can sell some tickets off all this promotion you get in instead of, like, just talking. And almost like talking for free. Would you do that? (laughs) That's what amazes me about it. Like, she's doing all these appearances, but she ain't, like, publicizing nothing. She's just... I understand she's like fighting for her struggle, and I do actually believe in the struggle that I do believe that she is facing discrimination. But some of it, a lot of it, actually, I think she brought on herself, and she's not helping herself at all right now. And I'm, I'm also just tired of seeing it. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was done too. That's why I was like surprised. Like I was like, oh, what, what happened now? But so Monique, sit down. But here's my question for you guys, like. Because I know we watched The Breakfast Club. Do you think The Breakfast Club is kind of played out now? Or maybe it's always been played out? And I'll tell you what I mean. Like, it's you get the same thing every day. Which I know is, hey, that's the formula. It works. But you get Charlemagne basically talking outside of his neck. Out the side of his, out the side of his neck. Because I think that's how you say it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You get Angela Yee, who basically doesn't say anything and just chimes in with information that really is not relevant. And then Envy, I don't really know what he gives, but he's there to introduce them, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I've been listening to some of their interviews, and, like, instead of... It used to be, like, entertaining. Now you just kind of get frustrated, like, listening to it. Like, oh, man, Angela Yee, why didn't you step up there and, like, say something or offer your opinion? Charlemagne, why didn't you do some research before you walked in this room and talked to this person that you're interviewing? DJ Envy, why aren't you earning your paycheck? Like, those are the questions <laughs> I be asking every time. Every time I listen, what do you guys think? I don't know. So I'm not like the biggest breakfast uh, <clears throat> club watcher. So I watch usually usually clips and stuff. But from the times where I watched the whole episode, um, if anything, I listened to more of his podcast with uh, his friend Andrew Schultz on uh, Brilliant Idiots more than I listened to the Breakfast Club. Yeah. And I feel like he's just completely a different person on both podcasts or both uh, platforms, like. And I get it. I think he's selling his personalities for both sides because, to me, I feel like he's a more like he doesn't like use the word woke, but he's like more woke and more all about being happy in yourself. But on this side of at least someone's a watch, he's he's a completely different char- character to me. Like I don't know if it's because he's towards his fans he wants to keep that audience on that side or he's like donkey of the day or he's sometimes uh trashing on people or and all that stuff so i don't know it's just it's charlamagne so that's not much else i can say about that yeah i mean i pretty much agree with you like i used to be i was big on the breakfast club maybe in like 2014 2015 like i was watching 90 percent of their interviews but these days like, I'm subscribed, and the notifications keep going up and up and up, and now I don't even check it. <laughs> I just yeah, watch the clips. Might, might be time to unsubscribe, bro. I think it is. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's real. Like, 
I I I love like some days just going on YouTube and checking in with some really cool interviews, but I mean like to compare uh, two different radio shows, um, and it's probably not a fair comparison because one is um, on satellite radio, the other one is obviously on terrestrial. But Sway in the morning and his interviews versus mm-hmm. what you get on the Breakfast Club. And the cool thing is you, most of the time you're getting like the same person on both shows because they'll just go and do like the whole media uh, tour, if you will. Um, I mean, but Sway, and he is a journalist. Well, I think he would call himself a journalist now. But like, he seems so interested in the topic. And I understand like Charlemagne's thing is like, eh. I'm going to just tell you how I feel based on what I'm hearing from you. But it's like, this person is coming on your show to offer something from themselves. And if you're not really interested in that, then it just comes across like, well, why did you even have them on? That was a waste of everybody's time. Sometimes it's funny, but now it's it's becoming like mostly uh, just like, damn, I thought y'all did that last week. You do it all the time. (laughs) You think it's gonna it's gonna last? No, I think Charlemagne about to jump ship and do something else. Yeah, he said something earlier, or I was looking at like Twitter or something, and he was already talking about his uh, next TV show he wants to start. So that would be I think all the Breakfast Club really needs, if he ever did decide to stay with it, would just be another host that could actually provide content and <clears throat> challenge him. Because that's what you get from the podcast that you don't get from the Breakfast Club as much is that Andrew yeah. actually will go up against him and make him think about the shit he's saying sometimes and make him put more thought into it, and like right there. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it keeps entertainment flowing. That's true. Which I guess... You know I mean? he's, just you... the, he's just the boss on that show. He runs the whole thing. So it's like he says what he wants when he wants to say it, and then if you're ready to talk, he may like let you talk, but... What do you want to say, B-Shot? No, I was just going to say, like, you would hope... I'm kind of going in on uh, DJ Envy right now, but you would, you would hope <laughs> that that would be his role. DJ Envy, wake up. Do something. <laughs> say <You're> something. Right? <laughs> you know, the bad part is, too, like, he was the one who kind of was the leader of the show, or he was supposed to be. Uh, but here we are now. Where you basically don't even <laughs> after you say their names, it's like okay, well that's all you're worth. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, but do better. See how long it lasts. Right, right. We'll see how it lasts. Hey, but y'all know what show ain't been doing too bad. My mm. favorite show is coming back. One of my favorite shows, Atlanta, is coming back. I basically, they did. Who is man's? I'm sorry. I mean, that's a given. Come on. (laughs) That's automatic. That's number one. But number two, this week is going to be Atlanta. So you can listen to Who's Man's during the day, and then y'all can check out Atlanta at night. It's going to be a double hitter. So I'm really excited for that. Apparently, they're going to be doing some type of, like, spooky thing, which I don't fully understand what it means. But when it comes to, at this point, when it comes to Donald Glover, I just trust him to provide entertainment in whatever form he chooses to give it. (laughs) Because <laughs> he, he, the music's been on point. The the uh, videos that he makes for his music, the 
season one of Atlanta was dope. Like, I just trust that whatever he plans on working on and whatever he put thoughts into is going to come out dope. Did you guys um, get a chance to read his... Um, he did an interview with... I want to say it's GQ. I could be wrong. It was trending last night. Um, but basically, in the interview, he, he was talking about, like, oh, yeah, I recognize that now everyone is checking for me or expecting stuff from me. Um, and I guess what I took away from it was, like, you can expect all you want, but I'm not going to, like, change who I am to fit whatever you're expecting, which I thought was so cool uh, for him to finally say that. Like, I understand you guys think I'm weird. You think you, you don't know anything about me. You want to get to know me. He's like, but you never will because... <laughs> I'm going to put my own words in here. White people, you will never understand <laughs> what it's like to be a black man in this country. A black creative <laughs> a black creative man in this country. So, I mean, swag you out. I mean, he on my vision board. So, we cool. I don't know if y'all he knew. He's definitely going to be booming. He's definitely booming. Like, he's going to take over the TV net, like TV world. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... And uh, it's just a, it's just like the beginning of him uh, succeeding in everything he does. Um, I just don't, I don't know why this pops in my head when you're talking about that, but all I think about is how crazy to see like The Rock where he's at right now mm-hmm. in, in Hollywood. Like, could it? This dude, I feel like there's a movie every month. He's released a movie every month. And it's so crazy. I still remember it was like one of the first times watching him walk down that wrestling arena. <laughs> 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 Yeah. This fool used to ask us if we could smell what he was cooking, and it wasn't a cooking show. And now he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Like, I tell you, kids, you can do it. <laughs> that's that's also one of the main one of the main reasons I messed with Daniel Glover so tough. Like, cause I remember when he was still making YouTube videos. I don't think they were on YouTube, but like back in that day, where that's where you did. And then to see him grow up from making those type of videos to being on a TV show to making albums to being in movies to making shows like just him, Issa Rae, Gerard Carmichael, like all three of them, I just like I've just been watching them before my eyes. That's so be- true. Be- become superstars, and it's so dope to be able to see that see people at our age doing these things. Man, where is Gerard? I was just about to ask that. I said his name right, by the way. Finally. <laughs> Gerard. What did what did he call him last time? Gerard. We always call him Jared. Jared. <laughs> Jared. <laughs> hey, shout out to my little sport, Jared. What up, boy? <laughs> what up, boy? Some little sport. Where is Gerard though? Ron, I feel like you should know this. I don't That's know exactly where he, what he's been up to lately. I do know that he, he's supposed well, to got something in the I don't know where he gets his groceries and everything, but I I have heard he's got something television related in the works. I can't remember if he was going to be in it or just working on behind the scenes. But I I mean, he's he's a young guy and he's already got some success behind him. So I expect nothing but big things for him in the future. Probably this time next year, we'll be talking about what amazing things he did later on this year. Mm -hmm. I hope so. True, true. So dope. Hey, another TV show, though. That if you not watch, if you are not excited about this, then, okay, you're just not excited, but I know it's been a while, but <laughs> how to get it, <laughs> you used to be able to go hard for Shondaland shows, but now you're like, well, look, I just stuck it out this long, uh, you better give me something, 
but how to get away <laughs> with scandal. How to get away with scandal. Viola Davis, Kerry Washington, both of the crews. I heard they got Cicely Tyson to come on. It's a two-hour Thursday. I don't understand why all these TV shows have to be on on the same night. But that's why God made DVR. <laughs> uh, so... It's about is to that be a real lit. thing though? What? How to get how to get away with scandal? Is that a real thing? Oh, I thought you were talking about God making DVRs. I'm like, yeah. How <laughs> <laughs> about this? Like, Haven't you been blessed? <laughs> like, <laughs> what year are you living in, dog? <laughs> Bless me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what? I was wondering is. why you were so like, what? <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's coming on this Thursday. Uh, the two shows are gonna. Become one no, for Brian. two hours. Brian, you did, no, like the saying, like how to get away with scandal. Like how you guys is that? Like, oh. You guys like hash? Is that a hashtag? Is that it a... is. Yeah, that's what they've been saying or calling it. So, mm-hmm. hey, if they mama call it Shonda, <laughs> <laughs> mama call it. Okay, <laughs> Shonda said it's how to get away with scandal. Well, guess what? That's what I said. <laughs> but I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm really excited about it too. Like I dropped out of Scandal a long time ago, but I still been really? like, no disrespect to the show. I just lost lost interest, <laughs> and I I'm, I'm right, too far right with to you. get back in. But I've been yeah. keeping up with How to Get Away with Murder. I, I I fell behind for a season, but over the past three months, I caught back up, so I'm all caught up and ready to watch this. I'm I'm, I'm excited. Man, Yo, shout, shout out good. to shout out to uh Black Lightning. Loki. Oh, you've been watching? Yeah, I've been watching. It's it's good. It's it's corny, but it's good. <laughs> like I don't know if this is a turning point. No, nah, I may be reaching, let me not say that. But DC maybe is doing something okay. Is any is any of the DC um character? He is, but I don't know how much like the people who make the movies aren't or even care about with that. This, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's pretty good. We, I like we, the storyline so far. Um, yeah, I'm interested in kind of seeing like uh, how, how far into it are you? Uh, episode five. Oh, okay. Like, so you saw so the today. Main one? Today, yeah. Today uh, is a new episode. So this is on Tuesdays. Well, you know, I feel like at this point it's beyond being a spoiler. It's been out for a few weeks, so I was gonna say Jill Scott pops up in there as a villain, and it's what? pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> It's it was weird to see her when I first saw. I was like, wait, that's Jill Scott, <laughs> right? And she, they, made her, they made her they made her really creepy too, right? I'm like, I'm here for this. I definitely want to check out and see how she does. I do like the the villains are, are, are have done really a good job on it. I think you like the villains on there besides her. Hey, can we take a side trip real quick? Hey, Jill, with it. Jill, Jilly from Philly. J I L L S C O T T See if y'all know that you ain't, you ain't listen to the first album. You ain't listen to it. Hey Jill, uh, it's time. It's time, and I know you got some stuff to talk about. We'll talk later. Okay, come on. Well, we won't. But I hope you. I hope you will talk to us. Like, can we get an album? <laughs> I thought I thought B Shock was gonna be like, "What's up, baby?" After all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, what's up, girl? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I mean, I'm real excited to talk about our 
album of the month conversation, but I know we got one thing we got to hit on real quick before we get to that. So we've had a, a few people asking us to, uh, for a little bit of a update on one of our previous episodes. So for, for those of you who may be new to the podcast, maybe want to go back and check out our episode, Can We Talks, We Listen. I think it was episode 36, so maybe just a couple episodes back. And we had a conversation about interracial relationships, the history of the relationship of the black man and the white women, and kind of just a whole big conversation about what does it mean to be pro-black and can you still have that same energy if you choose to date and marry outside of your race. So uh, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from that uh, episode and we're definitely going to be taking some of those things into consideration as we as we move forward. So de- appreciate everyone who was able to get, give us your thoughts. And we also have some people who say they just want to hear some more of our thoughts because we feel like they didn't get a chance to really hear from us enough in that episode. So we want to make sure we got a chance to feel like you heard what our thoughts were as well. And this is not to, to disregard anything that Cammy said while she was here. And we probably would definitely even have her back to, you know, maybe continue the conversation. Yes, but sir. Yes, sir. In the meantime, we want to just make sure that we answer those questions that are lingering out there. So with that, I'm going to pass it off to my man's comment. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that episode, whew. Yeah, that episode for me was obviously a little uh, nerve-wracking or daunting because I didn't know how it was going to go. Uh... Especially for me, being in an interracial <clears throat> relationship. Uh, so, I've been in those conversations, but I've been, like, plagued as the bad guy. And I don't, I'm, like, you know, ruining the culture from both, like, you know, both sides of black women or African women. So, I'm always nervous when it comes to that. So, that may have been reasons why I also, like, was pretty quiet most of the time. Or, um... Actually, a majority of us were just, if you listen to the, we really did listen. Like, we were just quiet listening, like, and she was teaching us. Um, and I really enjoyed how strongly opinionated and um, focused and, you know, Cammy was, and she was very educational. And at the same time, even if she was sharing what she thought or felt, uh, opinionated or giving facts or stats, she was very good at articulating that without being like sounding condescending or like um pushing an agenda onto some she was just keeping it real and she came she came with it because we were stunned and we were shocked that sometimes we were just quiet but so for me obviously i still uh with the conversation there's stuff that i didn't necessarily agree with or was on the same page uh, especially for me, the thing that got me was the whole being pro-black. <clears throat> and if you're, you know, and the question for her, she said yes and no. And saying it's kind of, and she kind of put it on a political uh, platform that if you're in a political platform or activist, it's hard for you to, you know, to preach uh black love or you know black lives matter and um everything black and then turn around and be dating someone outside your race and i kind of like that brian put it and he was like so if you're trying what you're trying to say is that if you're in a relationship if you're date outside your race and you are pro-black just be ready to be asked questions and that's how I took it, but I still don't see how you can't be pro-black because the prefix to me is you're advancing something and you're moving something to a greater cause. So 
why is it that because I'm dating outside my race, I can't be, I can't want my people to move forward. I can't want my people to progress in all aspects of who they are as black people. So that part I just didn't get and I didn't really agree. So to me, it was kind of like a, so now I can't be pro-black unless I'm like preaching uh, we are the world every time, you know? So that can also make me feel like how do you guys think about or what does pro being pro-black mean to you guys? Did you feel the same exact way as in yes or no that you can do that? Uh, does it really matter? Unless until unless you uh, because uh, does it really matter if you're dating someone and you know trying to praise and be pro black because that's to me I just want to know what you guys think about that what y'all think. Well, I think that what one thing that it could come down to for a lot of people is are you living what you're talking? I think that could be what what that difference maker kind of feels like to a lot of some people. And I don't so I can't say I hundred percent agree with it, but I do understand that perspective. Because if you have the opportunity to stay within the culture and promote from within, then I can understand why some may view it as a betrayal or as you know some some the side eye if you choose to leave outside of that. Yeah, hmm. I'm the same way. Like I I got what she was saying. Like hey, again I take it as practice what you preach. Um, but if I love my people, I love my people. I just am in love with this other person um regardless i didn't you know i always my thing is and i wish i i conrad i appreciate you speaking up on this i and i i truly wish that i would have um spoken up more on the podcast um and i i can't wait for cammy to come back on and, and chat with us but my thing is always gonna be like i don't i didn't i didn't fall i don't fall in love with a skin color or a, a a certain type of person like i fall in love with you you know and that at the end of the day yeah. that's just it and i can't i i don't i don't feel like i should apologize for that i don't feel like i have to apologize for it now if i am to cammy's point if i am practicing or 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 you know speaking on the black experience or or trying to show my my way or showing myself as like an example of what pro-black should be then yeah by all means come ask me questions but it doesn't mean that you know i have to now i have to like filter out who i can love and who i can't i i just will never i will never understand that i will never understand that i feel like it'll always be um it'll it'll just be wherever I mean, it sounds so corny, but wherever my heart leads me, you know, that's who I, I go yeah. towards. And it's also kind of fun. It's like, I don't know why we didn't dive into it, but the double standard with everything. Yeah. And how it was okay to be a, a black woman to date a white or a white man. And it's like, okay to be seen like that. Like, it's not a problem. Like, you'd rather see that than see vice versa. And we dug into the history of it. But why didn't. I feel like we should also dug in a history between, and I didn't want it to be a revolving door where we're like, well, black men do this, but then white, white or black women do this, and I didn't want it to be like that. But there's also a sick, a sick history of white men with black women. Mm-hmm. The same way they use, you know, they use black women as um, se- like just sexual for sexual pleasure experiments. Um, all these, you know, 
negative things, but when it comes down to the end of it now, it's like, oh, it's okay if you get get if you date yourself a white man or outside your race. So I just didn't get why that we couldn't why is they not why aren't they both treated the same way, you know? Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's dating outside your race. And I mean that. I mean, so you're that was on us. Like we should have kind of spoke up a little bit more there. Um, I definitely thought about it after the podcast. I was like, you know, <laughs> you should have said some of this stuff <laughs> that right. you're thinking right now. Um, but I think overall, like that is where we want to go with the podcast you know we want to keep having those conversations and we're not always going to get it right we're not always probably going to speak up um but i will say i appreciate our friends out there who gave us the feedback and and uh (laughs) did not hold back (laughs) and i really appreciate and have never held back because you know what we want to make this the the best that we can and we want to like take it to places where we don't even we don't even dream about right now um and the only way we can do that is if we hear the honest truth so i tell you one thing i promise i promise ronald conrad Ron, yes. ronetheus and conrad rathius <laughs> I've, I've been watching game of thrones and i feel like they all ended game in theseus or something like that <laughs> I, I promise you guys like i will continue to speak up share my opinion even when i don't have facts to back it up uh <laughs> you, better, sure, yeah, you better come correct i will make sure that i i, I got the goods to go whenever we we were ready for it so well hey the listeners are they got you on on records. They got receipts now. So, hey, yep. By the by the way, my name is Bright Bramnetheus. Thank you. You're great. <laughs> or you're great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to put you on a You can't watch for a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it must. It's, it's time to stop. <laughs> Man, fucked up what they did to my boy, though. You know. Yeah, that applies to so, everyone. <laughs> I know, that's why I said it like that. I was like, hey, what happened to me? <laughs> uh, I was like, right. Ron, what you do this weekend? Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so I think it's time for us to get into the main event of tonight. That's oh, what we, oh, all, oh, we, oh. we all been waiting for. Mm. I've been real I excited about I wish I wish we had money like that where we can just queue. Just cue the whole intro album, right? <laughs> play a little, play a little, you know, soundtrack from something just right there and then. Nah, but but I, you can ima- just imagine it that's happening right now. Hey, right. listen. Hey, hey, hey! Oh, oh, what's good? Okay, all right. Okay, all right. So for so those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we are finally kicking off the Who's Man's Listening Club album of the month. So everybody, we're gonna pick an album. First month, first week of the month, we're going to tell you what the album is, give you a chance to check it out, get some background information on it. Over the course of the next couple of weeks, we know we'll talk about it. We'll be asking questions about it on social media. We're going to get your input. We're going to know know what your thoughts are. And then on the last week of the month in our episode, we're going to get in here. We're going to discuss it. So this time around, it's going to basically going to be all thoughts, but definitely as we move forward, we're going to get input from y'all as well. We want to know 
what are your favorite songs on the albums? What are some of the things that you enjoyed or even hated? You know, if you don't like it, let us know that too. And we also want to help give y'all the opportunity to, you know, maybe y'all could pick a few for us. You know, if y'all got a suggestion, let us know. We'll consider it. Throw it at any of our ads, so I'll bring those up later. But yeah, I think let's go ahead and get into it because, like I said, we've been really excited about this. So the first album we're doing is none other than the great Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Mm, mm. <laughs> Hey, so for those of you who don't know, this is the debut debut album of Lauryn Hill, the singer, rapper, poet, amazing person. Like she was just actress. She is actress. Just is yes. just a, a, overall just dope energy and just black excellence. Like she's done a lot for the culture. So this album dropped in 1998. So that's August 25th, 1998 is going to be the 20 year anniversary. So mark your calendars. That's only a few months away. Y'all need to find a way to celebrate. Definitely make sure y'all Dom, listen to Dom it. Dom Austin. Cough, cough. <laughs> <clears throat> you don't even yeah, need man. a DJ. Just play this. Soundtrack. Right? Soundtrack. Just play it on the <laughs> so, It's really hard to even define a genre that you could put this album in. It touches on so many different things. Everything. You got R&B, hip-hop, soul, reggae, blues, like... The conversations they had, the skits and all that, like it's spoken word. It's a little bit of everything yeah. that you need for your soul. And, and I mean, and the records really reflect that too. Like the album is definitely very celebrated within our culture. It was the first one, first hip hop album to win a album of the year Grammy. They won it at the forty first annual uh, Grammy Awards, so that's big for the culture. Historic Rob, moment not, there. Not only the first album to win hip hop album of the year, but at the time. She was the woman with the most Grammy Awards in one night, which was five, which, Damn. of course, you know, Queen Beyonce. Yeah, say I don't say nothing nice. Yeah, I heard me call her Queen. Uh, she, <laughs> she has since beat that record. But, uh, yeah, Lauren had ten nominations in one night and then won five of them, which I'm sure some of those were double nominations because I don't want to come to have to find nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but man, the album was just really good in my opinion. Like it spawned some really great singles, which we'll dive a little bit more detail later. So I'm not gonna talk too much about those. But it was definitely critically praised. The culture loved it. It was just one of those things. Like when it hit, I think everyone. I was young when it happened, but I still kind of remember when I started hearing these songs. Like I remember watching the videos from this album. Like let's just go ahead and start getting into it. What are some of y'all thoughts? What do y'all remember from hearing this? So, like, the very first time I heard this album, for me, I was just hooked by, like, the beats. and the st- Like, I, for me, that's how I listened to most albums. I first, when I listened through it, really, I listened to all, just the soundtrack and how it goes. And the soundtrack just flew really well throughout the whole, like, from each track to the next track. And then I went back to listen to it again, and I'm starting to hear, like, the message in this um, album. And... The little skits where the uh, they're in the classroom, the teachers talking to them, um, everything just kind of flew s- so well. It was really, it did kind of tell a story, and I think we're gonna go di- dive into that more a little bit. But that's it. It was just a good vibe. Like you can jam this whenever, wherever, and still get the same vibe the whole time from the first time you listen to it to the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth time you listen to it. So it's a yeah. great album. It's just point blank. 
Alright, this is one of my top five albums of all time. It's probably like top three, maybe top two, depending on what the day is. <laughs> uh, it, does, it does reach that number one spot. And just a little nerdy, random, known fact about uh, B-Shock. Uh, when I was younger, I used to have one of those CD player or CD uh, uh, case holders that held like a hundred CDs on it, whatever, you know, they used to make them outrageous. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I used to do this thing where (laughs) I would rank all of my CDs on that, that, uh, that contraption, if you will. So I had like number one through however many it held. And you can imagine every time I would listen to an album and think it was all right, I would move, move all the first. of those CDs. <laughs> that is dedication, dog. Wow. <laughs> Lauren Hill never left the, num- the number or top five. I tell you that. Um, I was 11 when this came out. Uh, I don't remember like the very first time I heard it, but I will say uh, I remember that this was the album that myself and my grandparents both loved. And I think right there tells you a lot. Like, my grandparents would allow, didn't allow me to listen to much. If and they, I couldn't even listen to the radio, but <laughs> we owned or they bought me this cassette tape and allowed me to listen to it every single time wherever we were driving. It was never. I would I would play this out. He, and for those of you who don't know what cassette tapes are, I mean, grow up. But this was <laughs> this album just like meant something to me and I didn't know what she was talking about I mean even like this past weekend I was listening to it on our drive to Houston and I'm still still listening to the lyrics and finding out like oh that's what that means or or more importantly that's what that means in real life because I think mm-hmm. I always could like figure it out but it's like, oh, now I've actually gone through that, so I know what that feeling is. So I'm like, if you can't tell, I'm so excited to talk about this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Alright, yes, yeah, so let's go ahead and, and dig a little bit deeper into it. So the album touches on a lot of different topics in Lauren Hill's life, like her pregnancy, her beef with fellow members from the Fugees. There's mm-hmm. lots of talk of love, God sex i mean it's, it touches on a lot of different things so what do you guys think were <laughs> was like what was the big thing you noticed throughout the album and how did it kind of make you feel as you were listening to the different songs what's some big things you picked up on uh heartbreak mm-hmm. love uh anger Dog, no, what's and crazy then, is that her songs were how you missing like relationships she never even had. Like I was uh, I was like, when it hurt so bad, I was going crazy yeah. over that and I didn't even know what it was. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, my little thirteen year old ass ain't never did nothing. <laughs> but I thought I was in that type of relationship and I'm like <laughs> you literally are not so <laughs> I don't know why you trying to act like you can't feel this man but I felt like love like it was to me like it's probably an easy explanation but the theme was like love 
and like what you learn about love throughout your entire life or throughout your life I shouldn't say entire life but throughout your life the good the bad the ugly the the obviously with the kid like hopefully that love is is just not you're not even able to explain it but you know you need it and then ultimately ultimately the love of yourself like you hope that you end up there like God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, the title it really kind of gives it away that basically it's just Lauren. It's everything that she was going through at that moment and things that led up to that moment. We got a piece of the good and the bad. Yeah. So I, I agree. But, I think like the genius of this is that, and yes. I am calling Lauren a genius for, depending on who you believe and what you believe, and I know there's a lot of articles out there, and a lot of people who talk about this album, but I consider her a genius for putting this all together. I think the genius in it, the other genius part of this is like being able to make something that other people could put their own story behind. Like, I don't ever have, like, I'll never know what it feels like to have a baby and feel like people talking to me about, like, hey, but you can do so much more if you don't do that. Or you can, you can, uh, go so much higher if you kind of wait for this. But damn it, I feel like I know what it, I, I feel like I can, I can, I, I know what that is. I feel like I know what that is based on, uh, Zion, um, and there's other songs like that on the album where you just kind of can, you feel like you can put yourself in their shoes and kind of build your own world around this song. And I think that is so dope. I feel, I wish that every artist had that as like their goal when they set out to make an album. But sure. Here we are. <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about some of the singles. So it produced three amazing singles. I think they all did really well. So the first one, Doo-Wop, aka that thing, that peaked at number one in the U.S. So that one that's a big hit. Mm-hmm. And then she also had X Factor and Everything X-Factor. Is Everything come off of there as a single. So in, in your personal opinion, how would you rank those three songs from you know your favorite to least favorite? Ooh. Gotta do it. <laughs> do op, do op one, X Factor two, everything's everything's three. Man, I might have to go X Factor one, do op two, and then uh, everything is everything three. It's crazy enough. I'm not just doing this to be funny, but I'm gonna go uh, X Factor one, everything's everything two, and then I'm gonna put do op three. And that's no shame to do up. I love all three of the songs, but just exactly. coming from what I pl- what I play the most, it's funny that it shake up that way. <laughs> we didn't right, plan so, this, I promise. Right. So okay. So if you had to pick one song on this album to just be like your favorite song, and like if you could only just hear this one, what's it gonna be? I know. It's, I know it's hard for an album that's good, but what's okay, like that saying- song? Wait, say it again. You want us to pick one album that's our favorite. 
No, one just one song. One song. Like, like if you if all the rest of the songs got lost in the fire, what's the one song you want to make sure you can always hear? Uh, that's not fair. At all. Ah. Oh. And I know it's hard for this album. Hey, can I just say I I this d- literally does change every time I listen to it. Okay. So I feel like I should be able to say my top three. <laughs> no, you gotta get one. <laughs> like, look, I'm not allowing it. Right, I'm not starting I'm off go, like that. I'm gonna go with the one. I'm gonna go with the one song that kind of shifted my way of thinking, and it has to be "To Zion." Because I remember <sighs> when I was younger, I was a kid, and I heard that song, and I didn't know. I honestly had no idea what she was talking about. I mean, I was 11, so I'm like, oh, she wants to go to the Lord's house. Like, I don't know. Like, she want to go to the Lord's <laughs> And I'm like, that's so beautiful. She would make a song about that. And, like, the older, it was like, I remember getting older, and I remember listening to that song because you can ask my mom, my sister. I would play this CD over, and by this time I had the CD, but over and over and over. And... It would just blow my mind how every single time I would listen to it, like, oh, man, I understand that a little bit. I hear that. Oh, man, I missed that part. But to Zion always remained the same, which was I can hear how passionate she is about this boy, about this thing. And ultimately, it was about, like, getting to God. Like, it was about that. That's what I take away from it now. Like, yeah, she named her son Zion. Uh, plot twist for you who didn't know that. Uh, but ultimately, she <laughs> did the Lord's work. She brought this this being into the world that many people told her she shouldn't. She was doing she was doing something bigger than herself. So that's my. That's, a, that's <sighs> Yo, beautiful. This is, that's hard to follow. This is, uh... This is hard for me, man. I don't know. Uh, go ahead, Ron. I gotta think. This is not. This is hard. Okay, so I mean, man, it's pretty hard to follow up after that that, that explanation you just gave. <laughs> yeah. I felt like that came from the heart. Of the <laughs> so my answer just feels a little bit more superficial. But for me, it's nothing even matters. Which because that's. <sighs> first off, when you in that when you when you in that type of mood, the lyrics are just on point. Just say, you know what? None of this bullshit I'm going through, none, none of this matters. I just need to just get out of my head and zone out. And then just yeah. the, the way to slow down, it like slows down the album for me. Like it kind of, as before things come to a close, let's pause a little bit, remember why we were here. And it, it just really hits me in like the right way, especially in the context of the album, but even when it just pops up by itself in the middle of the day, Ooh. like a playlist. Man. It's one of those songs that like every time it comes up, like, oh, stop what I'm doing real quick. Can't gloss over this one. <laughs> yep. Hey Ron, can we get hey Conrad Ron? Can we get grown a little bit? Nothing right. even matters. Like that's the song, and I hope I'll get in trouble over this or say too much. But that's the song you just want to be in bed with your girl, either feeling good, whatever you you know doing to feel that good. But it's just you and her, that song playing, maybe a nice breeze coming. Every single time I hear that song, 
<laughs> like, Riley, you like Delisa? Like, I like. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> watch out! Watch out! Cut the podcast short. Right, Scooter. I feel it after the fullest. That song just kind of puts you there, like, ah, man. And then the crazy thing is, like, you would think that they were a couple or something, like, right? How could, she was talking about her dude. He was talking about her, his his woman. Like they weren't even talking about each other. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> I kind of right, y'all. You on the Man. spot? I have to go with Zion too, bro. Mm. It's and of course Brian said everything, but this song just depicts her love, like the whole theme of the the album. With the questions about what is love, um, you know, asking these young people what they think love is, and I don't know, I don't know if that was a thing she was trying to do. Also, like her as an adult explaining what love is, and then um, having the kids describe what love is. But you can just see the passion, the love she had for her son to like go through, like what Brian's saying, like people were telling her like to have an abortion and all this stuff, and it was like Zion was the turning point of her life, um, and I've seen this in like my like one of my family members like um she was in this kind of a, i would say in this situation but like she had a, a son and that like turned her whole life around and they always say like you'll never love something until you have your own and like i, I don't have a kid but like brown saying is like i get i can feel it with, like what she's saying like this is probably how i'd feel if i was in the situation and, and wanted my kid or you know, and that one one was also where I was like, man, I need to start listening to these lyrics a lot, a little bit more now. Like, and yeah, that's like how Ryan was saying it. That's the uh, for his song. That's where it slowed down. This was like for me where it slowed down to where I was now like really listening to the lyrics of each song that came on after that. And it kind of like I don't know if she was trying to do that, but it kind of puts you in the days where you were just in the in the album at this point, especially yeah. if you're just chilling. <clears throat> but that's yeah that's probably my one alright so let's talk about some of the features on the album so this one wasn't the one that had a whole lot and, you know, Carlos Santana is credited on Zion and then we have Mary J. Blige on the Used to Love Him and D'Angelo on Nothing Even Matters so what do you guys think did the featured artists do a good job did they bring some quality to the album I think so yeah Yeah. definitely I- with the Carlos Santana's uh with his uh, addition to it, with his instrumentals, I mean, that kind of also made the song even jump more to me. Like, it just put me in this scene, and I'm picturing everything with Santana's music in the background. Um, I think he did a good job. D'Angelo, well, Brian already kind of explained how he was feeling just listening to the thing. So, sorry, yeah, he definitely did this. He, got, he pulled, he pulled both, both, both of y'all in. So, um, Mary J. Blige, she does her thing, but I think they all did a good job. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, um, I'm not the, I, I definitely don't know a lot about Carlos Santana. Obviously, I know like his biggest hits um, and stuff like that, but I I know this song, and I know he has a song with Michael Jackson, which I mean, come on, you guys know, um, and I think listening to both of those songs i always i remember when i was younger i was like why 
why do I care about this guy being featured? But once it was over, it was like, oh, you could kind of have the song without the lyrics, and it would still give you kind of the same feeling. If you listen to, like, just him playing along that track, or even, like, Michael's song, which I recommend, um, you just feel something when he plays the guitar um, that you you probably don't feel in most songs with a, a guitar player. So I, I understand why he makes the money he does. And like Conrad says, like, Mary, I mean, I don't know who else I would have wanted on that track. <laughs> I, 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 like, just thinking about it. and I, I'm honestly, glad it was... Sorry, go ahead. No, what do you think? I said I, I'm glad she didn't have a lot of features because it would just take away from her story I feel like so I yeah. think she had really she just had two features that um that were engaged more yeah. but she used them perfectly to tell her story if she had added a little bit more I think would have taken away from it yeah and if you nerd out a little bit and I I if you guys haven't gone down like the Wikipedia or Google wormhole about this album and and honestly, everything you care about, <laughs> you know, if you get bored, do it. But <laughs> there was a lot of conversation around like how she made the album and how she didn't want people involved in it. She wanted it to be really all herself. Um, so even when you do see other writers, that's only who she like sampled from. So the fact that she would include Mary J and she would include D'Angelo but based on what she, you know, submitted for the album, they were only singing her lyrics. I feel like I love the fact that she was so in charge of what she kind of offered to the public. So I appreciate the features that she has. And I'm like you said, Conrad, I'm glad she didn't throw on more. It is kind of interesting that, hey, you don't see no... White left, you don't see no prize, but I didn't miss them. Skrrr, skrrr. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss it. <laughs> We're definitely going to dig into that a little bit deeper, but hey. I'll just a little bit later on. But I'll just say that I think that when you have a, this type of autobiographical, autobiographical, that's a big word, y'all. Don't give me some slack. You called yourself out. I wasn't gonna say anything. (laughs) Well, you had those type of albums where it's like really stuff. Here's my life, and here's everything I want to show you about what I'm going through. I think it is important to make sure that your voice is heard. Like, there's nothing wrong with having a featured artist on an album, especially if it's that's like maybe just a party or some type album, or a little bit less focused on emotions. But when it comes to telling people your story, I think it's so important to make sure that your voice is so prominent. Which she definitely does on this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, man. I could talk about this album all night, and I wish we could, but time ain't stopping around long. But before we close up shop, let's just see if we can figure out, you know, a few more closing thoughts about things we haven't got a chance to touch on yet. Man, I think my like closing thoughts for this album is um, one. I appreciate it. Look, you can you can joke about Lauren Hill all you want. Can disrespect her and say she's not a legend because oh she only has one album. Um, you can talk about how late she is to concerts. 
Uh, he can do all that <laughs> That's stuff. That's a fact. <laughs> he can do, you know, you know. Keep going, Brian. <laughs> talk your stuff. But what I will say is that, you know, albums can change lives. And, like, this is one of those albums that I, and I hope I can talk about some others as we record future podcasts. But this is one of the ones that, you know, truly changed my life. And if I'm going through something good or bad, I know I can listen to this album from start to finish. I mean, I even think about, like, ah, my relationship right now. Like, we connected over this album. I think of friendships. We connected over this album. Um, and I, I, what I really hope comes from it is I hope, one, I hope that every artist kind of understands that, hey, this is what we kind of want from you. Or this is what you should want us to want from you. Um, but specifically, like, women. I hope that you listen to this album and you take the fact that Lauren wanted to be, was a boss from start to finish, you know? She wanted to be a part of every production, every word that went on the album, every feature. Uh, she owned it, Um I know everybody loves Beyonce, but I'm going to say something, alright? And I'm ready for it. Beyonce don't own all her albums, alright? She has a <laughs> lot of help. She has a lot of help. Bro, I'm, I'm going to say it for the behind. You had no reason to bring her into this. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> but, but this is... I will say this, and I'm going to pull it together. This is what we want from Beyonce. This is what I want from Beyonce. Mm, I would right like her. I like where she went with Lemonade, which I know we're talking about. Um, but we want the fullness of your project. We want everything out there. We want your words. We want your thoughts. We want what you went through. Um, and I think Lauren did such a good job of that. And I expect two things. I expect someone or something or somebody or some something something to celebrate the 20th anniversary of this album i also expect for lauren to know how much we care about it and you know what i'm done like wanting something else from you you know i i appreciate this and i i couldn't imagine if i came out with something honestly so perfect and trying to even duplicated i mean to me that's what get real dramatic here with what killed michael because he can never like duplicate perfection so um i appreciate you miss lauren hill and i thank you for this album and i will play it till the end of time my kids are gonna be some dope people because they'll know every word they'll know every song and i just can't wait for that so that's me all right, man. I, I think we had a real good conversation here. I think we covered on a lot. And I know all of our conversations are going to be like this because I think our, even our very next album, we're going to have a lot, of, a lot of different opinions on it. But I think to start us off, it was nice to be able to show some appreciation to something that's really dope within our culture. <clears throat> so, I mean, I'm proud of us. Yeah. I'm just going to you know, pat ourselves on the back here. Whoa, whoa. Great way to close out <laughs> uh, Black History Month. Yes. With this album. All right, so for any of you guys who joined us for this conversation, you know we want to hear some of your thoughts as well. If you agree with us or you noticed some things that we didn't point out, 
let us know. You can get at us on our social media. It's at Whose Man's Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at Whose Man's Podcast at gmail.com um, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Whose Man's. You know, a lot of different ways you can get at us. We want to hear your thoughts about this, album suggestions, anything else we've talked about. If you got anything else you want to talk about, or you got suggestions for us, let us know. Bring, bring it all. Give us your feedback. So let's go ahead and get up out of here. B, you got, tell them how they can get at you. Hey, don't at me, at God, always. Um, I'm excited to see where this podcast is about to go. Um, I love you guys. Like, I love talking. This is, you know what? If I can make a podcast about just talking about, you know, my favorite albums, I think that would be good enough. But I can talk about... Lenard and <laughs> Stacy Dashless and uh, you know <laughs> women women reacting the cocks. So I get to do all that, <laughs> but I get to do it all here on this podcast. So I really appreciate it. Love you guys. That's me. Peace. Hey, hey uh, and uh, don't. Um, so we had, let's just give a little update for y'all who have been listening with us. We've had over 1,600 downloads um, since we started this podcast. Um, and for us personally, that's a lot. We weren't expecting, uh, we had set goals, but we didn't think it was going to go off that hard just based off of the people that talk to us and listen to us. So please keep downloading and subscribing and listening and pressing play and for all those people that follow us, we know we have a lot a lot of you out there. Don't forget to rate us. I'm going to post a video soon on showing you how to do it. Maybe you guys just don't know how to do it. And I'm going to help you out, show you, so you can get our ratings up and reviews up. And be honest with us. Because, um, you know, we need that um, critique so we can make our podcast for you. Um, so please, again, go to iTunes. Hit on our Who's Man's podcast logo. Search, type it in. Scroll down to the bottom. Well, first, move up to the right. If you're not a subscriber, subscribe. Scroll down to the bottom. It's going to ask you to leave a review, rate, make up a funny nickname, and leave a leave a review and rate us. And you're done. And then now you can listen every Thursday. But, hey, it's the end of the week. Tomorrow... It's the last day of February, so I'm sorry for those that don't have birthdays. Y'all almost made it. Y'all made it. Y'all made it. Y'all made it this year. Y'all made it, actually. Um, So happy birthday um, in March, since you're going to be listening to this on the 1st. You can get at me on Twitter at datfell underscore Connie, on Instagram, BigC22. And today's quote is from the great Dalai Lama, and it's don't let... The behaviors with others destroy your inner peace. Um, and it was great. It's funny because uh, this previous night I was having a conversation with my uh, younger cousin. And he was describing how he's had has that inner peace in him. And how life is so much easier for him to go through. Because he believes in his inner peace. And he believes that he has a purpose in life. Um, because if you if you stick around people who, who are trying to suck your happiness out of you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to deter you from finding that inner peace and being able to move forward in life. So, go out there, love on someone, go listen to Lauren Hill, 
go listen to um, the score since y'all want to if you want to stay on that Lauren Hill vibe. Um, be blessed, and hey, don't be a who's man because we're gonna find you, Donald. <laughs> Uh, hey, yeah. we haven't been talking about our hockey team, and my hockey team is still killing it because I'm out here. Are you? <sighs> yeah. But, hey, we can end it out here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, if you want to get at me, catch me on Twitter at TaylorMadeLife. Make sure y'all checking us out on social media because we will be getting really engaged with you guys in the upcoming weeks. They're talking about the listening club and you know, a few other things, too. So keep an eye out for the post. Talk to us. We want to interact with y'all. We want to be... Come and come a brand that y'all can recognize. With that, mm. we out. Hey, yo, Darnold, I hear you got friends in Houston. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> How much you paying? <laughs>